About two-thirds of the way down the tumbling series of islands that make up the West Indies, you'll find St Lucia. It's a naturally beautiful, captivating island paradise, and the locals don't lie when they tell you that their unique blend of arts, culture, adventure, food and long-standing traditions will enchant you and keep you coming back time after time. I'm John Holmes, and in this travel documentary podcast series, we, by which I mean myself and travel writer Antonia Windsor, will be your guides to all things St Lucian. In this episode, Adventure and Adrenaline, we get up to all sorts involving both. Yeah. Whoa, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to be attached to the airline. Alright, absolutely. <laughs> Am I supposed to just be balancing with my abdominal muscles here? <laughs> Snuba is a cross between snorkeling and scuba diving. It's easier than snorkeling, it's not as involved as scuba diving. Are you making a comment about my flat chest? I am not. <laughs> Think of outdoor adventure and tales of daring do, and you might be forgiven for thinking of Enid Blyton, whose famous five... Uh, famously went looking for that in the English countryside. But given half the chance, I'll bet you anything that Julian, George, Dick, Anne and Timmy the dog would have swapped Aunt Fanny's picnics and ginger beer for an adrenaline fueled holiday in the Caribbean. This is adventure, St Lucia style. This is the adventure edition, because while there are miles of beaches to lazily flop yourself onto, there's also biking, horse riding, diving, but first of all, I'm going flying, which is why I'm currently standing 30 feet in the air, halfway through the exhilarating zip-lining canopy tour at St Lucia Rainforest Adventures in the Babineau Forest. It's a good place to start because it's one of the most popular adrenaline activities on the island. Strap yourself in. adventure once more guys um, myself Nigel along with Kushel okay we're gonna be your tour guides for the duration of the tour now here at Rainforest Adventure we strongly uh, emphasize on safety and this is where we, we get clipped on three times for added safety oh, uh, that's making me feel a bit more confident um, normally the gentlemen uh, arrange the leg straps you don't want to squeeze the stuff you know squeeze the boys you don't want to change your voice on the line so you want to arrange the leg straps as well as the ladies arrange the leg straps and then you have a sit. Also, we have very, very small benches, short benches on every platform. 
and it's eventually... It's a very, very short uh, zip line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going to be fine. Yeah, well, well, we say fun-sized persons, okay? So it's to give some of our fun-sized fun guests... Fun yes, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> a little bit of elevation, all right? Good to go. Good to go. Let's do this. All right. How long is this one? Uh, this one is 376.4 feet of cable. Alright. Height 4.6, is that your height? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the sound of someone really enjoying their job. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. That was a freeler for me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> you get to do it every day. Yes, I do. And it's always an adrenaline rush. Ziplining is just one of the ways you can get an adrenaline rush in St Lucia. Top of most adventure seekers' to-do list is a hefty hike up the iconic peak of Gros Piton. Up there? Yeah, Pitons. Um, fine. Uh, how, how, how high is that? Uh, it says here the big one is 2,619 feet. What's that in metres? Uh, it says know. vertiginous slopes are thickly forested and scored with the dark shadows of rainwater ravines and patches of sheer volcanic cliff. Right. I've booked biking somewhere else, yeah, don't let's, worry. Let's... In short, you can hike the big one, Gros Piton, in four to five hours up and down, and you get truly spectacular views across the island and the coast when you make it to the summit. You need to be fit though and go with a guide, but there are handrails near the top for when it gets a bit steep. Its smaller sibling, Petit Piton, takes a bit more climbing knowledge, but as we've got a taste for speed, instead we threw all of our adrenaline eggs into a basket, fixed it on the front of a mountain bike, and went off to explore the jungles of an overgrown former sugar plantation with Jovan, our bike guide. Welcome to Jurassic Park. All right, so this is the area here. Um, it's a 500-acre property, which we'll be going into and, and do our biking inside there ah, as well. It's really nice. It looks like Tarzan territory. Oh, yes. That's why you've got the locks here. on the gate. Oh, yes, to prevent raptors from coming onto the beach. Yes, so don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it feels like I've shrunk and I'm walking along a load of houseplants. Because <laughs> these kind of plants in the UK are what we have as houseplants, and yes. they're massive here. Massive. So these are okay. the almond trees. Massive almond trees, coconut trees, um, avocado trees in here, African tulip trees, massive trees inside here. Um, so this is considered to be the jungle. So now I feel like I'm John's hike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what every day is for me, <laughs> just walking in the garden. <laughs> All right, so let us try our bikes. You will try out your bikes, making sure everything is working well, and we will head on to the trails. Probably best not to look down and see all those stones. Just kind of like trust that the bike's going to get over them. It's lovely, isn't it? It's just, just so lush. Oh, oh, that's good. I'm glad there's gears in this bike. 
<laughs> that was quite steep, but it's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. And when the sun breaks through the leaves, it just provides this beautiful light. It's just yes, really phenomenal. So this trip, this trip is suitable for all ages, right? Anyone can come and do this. Anyone can come and do this, yes. Yeah. yes. So around us, you'll notice we have the bamboos, we have um, the light coming through, and we have the reservoir onto our left, which we're going to get a close-up view of. And we have that wonderful waterfall at the front of us here. Okay, have you got your breath back? Just about. Right, let's do it. Yes. Quite a workout, a workout. Good yeah, workout. It's good, it feels like my good heart's workout. going. It feels yes, like I'm getting some yes. proper aerobic exercise. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. <laughs> Here we are next to the fruit trees here. Um, we have the golden apples, we have the bananas, we have the navel oranges, the ruby red grapefruits and more lime lemons and bananas on the way down and golden and sour soap. All these fruits are gathered and uh, even while we're on the trail biking, we do enjoy them when they're in season. Is there anything we can try? Oh yes, we're going to try the golden apple. We are oh, actually right now in season with the golden apple here. I think, you know, we've been cycling so long, we're in need of some... Oh yes, oh yes, some, 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 you know... Nutrients, yes, yes. Okay. Wow, oh, that looks like a, I don't know what it looks like. It's a small, hard. It's almost pear-like, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, very hard. You're making a bit of a face. What's wrong with it? It's really sour. <laughs> okay. As it, gets, as it gets more ripe, it gets more sick. Oh, so you've given us an unripe golden apple. Yes. <laughs> but it's nice, it's nice, guys. It's nice, quite nice. I, I like, like that. It's quite tart. Yeah, yeah but I like the consistency. A very odd parrot. Parrot tree, you know? Yes, the parrots eat this a lot, especially in, when they're ripe. In fact, when you said parrot, I thought you said carrot, and that is the consistency of it. It's like a eating <laughs> a raw it is parrot. Like eating a raw parrot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot to be said, but coming to an island as beautiful as this, standing in a jungle and eating fruit of the jungle mm. next to a river. It doesn't mm. get much better than that, does it? Oh yeah. Guys, look straight ahead of you and keep pedaling as you go through the water. <laughs> this is where you want to come off. <laughs> I'm a little saddle sore after that, so perhaps it's a bit foolhardy to go in search of another one. But I love horse riding and I never get a chance to do it at home. So I'm off to Trim's Riding Stables in Groselay. I'm going to ask you to imagine a perfect Instagrammable picture of me in flowing white clothes galloping through the St Lucian undergrowth rather than the sweaty shorts and t-shirt I've been wearing since this morning. You put your left foot in here, the stirrup, and then you swing over, okay? My name is Curly Trim. Oh, I work at the Trim Stables. Right. Turn him out right. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, we ride along this path, which would lead us down to the beach. Okay, now we are 
about to arrive on the beach. Oh, it's lovely. What a nice quiet spot. So do the horses like swimming? Oh yeah, they love the water, you know. It's cool down the body. And they just love to swim. They love the water. That's also the best part of the tour. The two oh, hours. The yes, the swimming. That's the best part of the tour. Oh my goodness, they like they like it, don't they? Oh, it's like a dog getting getting into the water. Oh. How do I look? Is this Instagrammable? No answer that. So instead, let's cut to some narration. She looked ridiculous. I mean, it's fair to say that if you take a horse for a swim, you're going to get wet. And if that's the case, you might as well go all out and do it properly. Yes, St Lucia's land wildlife might be spectacular, but it's equally diverse beneath the waves. You can snorkel, scuba and, as Antonia is about to find out as we visited Pigeon Island in the north, try out something that's somewhere between the two. Down on the beach, there's a little dive set up and they're doing this thing called snoobering, which is like uh, snorkeling only instead of having a little pipe that sometimes gets water in it pipe is that your is that your expert description of a snorkel <laughs> you have a line that goes to an oxygen tank on a rock yeah it's a cross between uh, snorkeling and scuba diving so instead of wearing all the heavy gear what they do is they float the tanks above you on a raft and then you can go deeper than you would if you were snorkeling oh that's course, why not as you've deep got as you could lines. if you were oh, scuba yeah. diving and the idea is Am I going to get the bends? Uh, you won't get the bends because the, the good news here, it, it's, it's, it's designed so any old fool can do it. So you're going to be okay. <laughs> good afternoon, everybody. You need to talk to me. Hello. All right, my name is Anthony, but once I'm in the water, I'm Snooberman. Snooberman. Right, that's right. right. Should so you have a cape? I could go through the water. That's what I do. <laughs> All right, so welcome to your snooba activity. Welcome to Pigeon Island. Snuba has been around since 1988, and over that time, we've put about 6 million people in the water, incident-free. My job is to keep it that way, all right? Never take the regulator out of your mouth. Adults will disobey me. When that happens, water is going to get into the mouthpiece, all right? So I'm going to show you a nice little trick to clear the regulator anytime that happens to you under the water. The way I've rigged the regulator, it's always on your right side. So if it comes out, you don't need to go looking everywhere for the regulator. So it's on the right side. Just drop your right shoulder and do a giant sweep. The regulator will be right there. You take your regulator, put it back into your mouth. <laughs> and you say a giant two for me. So it's going to sound like this. Two. Try that for me. Two. Two. There you go. What's Excellent. What's that for? So I it's did... to clear the water okay. that will go into the mouthpiece okay. if you take it out on the okay. water. So when you're doing snuba with me, just picture yourself being in a giant aquarium and we're just guiding you through. Any questions for me? No, we're good. Good? I'm not going to take the microphone in though. That would be a <laughs> terrible thing to do. How was it? How was it? 
Oh, did you see the starfish? I saw a starfish. And the um, that caterpillar that I was pointing at. Did you see it? The one I was pointing to, the like hairy one. Do you get sea caterpillars? No, you don't. And there was um, the swordfish and the thing that was flat on the ground. And did you see the? I just put. Just keep it yourself. Eventually, having bored everyone to tears with tales of underwater hairy caterpillars and things that were flat on the ground, Antonia did eventually get over her snoober excitement and bagged herself a sun lounger. Lazy. Oh, finally, I get to just sit on the beach and have a coffee. Yeah. Oh, paddleboarding. Come on, we're gonna, let's try paddleboarding. We no, John, anything. we've Come got on, enough. Let's, let's we've go paddle, paddleboarding. The only problem with St Lucia is that there's just so much to pack into your stay. We just squeezed in the paddleboarding, but we didn't have time to try sailing or golf or cricket or the very cool looking obstacle course in the sea called Splash Island Water Park. If you want to see how much you can fit into your stay, head to www.stlucia.org and start planning your Caribbean activity break today. You've been listening to John and Antonia Take on the World, St Lucia. It was an unusual podcast brought to you by the St Lucia Tourism Authority.